welcome to The Partial Perspective, a place where I share my perspective on everything in the space between life and death. I'm your host, Pasho. Well, my wonderful Pachos Chachos, I don't know what to say, but we are in some serious trouble. The questions I have been receiving by this generation of freshmen is terrifying. I know that I'm already going to be having a what I can only imagine to be a fantastic parent-teacher conference in the near future because of a conversation we had today. You know, I tell my children the truth. That's what I believe education is for, not for indoctrination, but for actually talking about facts and history and learning how to critically think and appreciate the things of the past and carry them forward onto future generations and such, which really relies heavily on the truth. So you know I don't back away from it. And so when I have to talk about George Floyd, I am going to say that he is a disgusting piece of Scatopolis. He was going to die anyway, according to his autopsy and toxicology report, because of the amount of fentanyl that he had ingested. I had seen a body cam that he was already begging to be placed on the ground to be taken out of an SUV because he couldn't breathe. He was saying it before a knee was on his neck. Now, did I erase any responsibility from Derek Chauvin in my speech? Of course not. I said he was disgusting because he did poor policing. I mean, the man is already dying, and if left to his own devices, would have died in the back of his car where they found him. So that excessive force with the knee on his neck was absolutely heinous and unnecessary. I agree very much with Andrew Clavin in that it was just bad policing, but that's bad training or maybe just bad tactic and should be looked at. But that wasn't the case. See, the case that happened here is everybody was to believe that the police were somehow systemically racist. And I pointed out the fact that nowhere in Derek Chauvin's trial did they accuse him of racism, mention anything of racism. I mean, it is not there. And that triggers them so much. They are so angry to know that this false idol that they worship for some reason held a gun to a pregnant woman's belly while robbing her. I mean, he's a sick person. Even the people who live near him didn't like him and did not think of him as a good person. He'd been in jail several times. The guy was a jerk. So that's one. Two, the same child last week, and the friend, ask me, do I believe in white privilege? So that tells you everything you already need to know, because they certainly have been indoctrinated into thinking it, right? It can't be their responsibility. It has to be some Caucasian preventing them from reaching their dreams, not their illiteracy because they refuse to do homework and to actually read stories and build upon that skill. No, of course not. It has to be because of the man stopping me, whoever that man is, although they know for certain that it's got to be some Caucasian cease heterosexual and a Christian, of course. You can't forget about that part. Absurd. And the last point that I also want to talk about today, I was, I was asked if I thought whether a man can be a woman and vice versa to, of course, again, as you know, I speak only the truth and said, no because that's stupid and ridiculous. Because as I mentioned in other previous podcasts, my mother, my grandmother, my great-grandmother, 
my wife, hell, even my daughter, are women. And they have never had to pay a single cent, never had to do a damn thing to become one. It just is. It's the way that life is. Doctors are guessing, right? We don't pay them that much money and they don't go to school for that long so that they can make an educated guess. It's obvious. There's either a plug or a socket, which again, I refer to my previous podcast called Plugs and Sockets. I think you would enjoy it where I highlight the main differences between a man and a woman and the use of those differences. It's biological. It's the only reason we're here. It is absurd. And so you know what this student tells me again, one of the two friends says, oh, so you think that gender is based on biology. What the hell else is it based on? Where are they getting these, these ideas? When does it start? What book? Is it a book or is it just these psychos lying and gaslighting to our children? These ridiculous absurdities. And then we wonder why a certain group is doubling in size every year. Even Bill Mayer made the joke or Bill Maher made the joke that, you know, if we keep on this trend of turning to that certain community, all of us will eventually be in that community. And that means that our species is over. If lions decided to join that community, lions would become extinct. Any other animal, other than your stupid amphibious example that you learned from a dumb movie of Jurassic Park. In all honesty, it wasn't that dumb of a movie. But every animal in natural, normal situations require a plug in a socket. Or it's the end of the species. So yeah, I kind of think gender goes with biology because it kind of, you know, XXXY chromosomes. You know, I know that smug, pompous prick who tweeted something like, oh, you're going to bring up chromosomes, but I went to Harvard. I even went to Harvard a couple times. And I went to Stanford. And I even think I went to Yale. Oh, I'm so special. And yet you're so stupid, you think a man can become a woman and a woman can become a man. And that a man can get pregnant. How insane are our universities? I thought Harvard was supposed to be the best. I think now they are the best university to use as a joke. It's ridiculous. And I just learned about this UMass Liberty College advertisement. Have you seen it? You should Google it. It is an absurdity. This is where our society is headed. We are losing ourselves. We are turning our backs on our Lord. And that brings me then to my final point, which again, one of these wonderful friends was not afraid to highlight. And she says, hey, teach, don't you know not everybody cares or believes in your stupid God? Well, my almighty powerful, loving, and wonderful God doesn't care whether an atheist like you believes in him or not. He cares whether one day you wake up and come back to him. He cares that you suffer as little as you need when you use his words as balm. But when you look as at his advice as poison, see, that's the problem. You look at the Bible as a set of laws that rule over you and don't let you do anything that you want to, but it's not. 
The Bible is basic instructions before leaving earth. It is the way to find heaven here on earth before experience it for real when you die, if you have accepted my Father. That's what it's about. It's about finding joy. It's about finding peace. It's the whole reason I talk about David D. Burns in my classroom. It's the whole reason I share Jordan B. Peterson. It's the whole reason we talk about cognitive distortions and how to use verbal judo to correct those. I want to bring joy into this world. And there's one thing that is just stealing all of the joy. And that is this negativity coming from these young generations. And I think it's on purpose. I think they are teaching them all of these things that we know to be untrue because we've actually been educated and not indoctrinated. They're teaching them these things because they want them to separate from us. They want the young generations to become young social activists that will fight for all of their sick ideologies because you know as soon as we accept the trans like we accepted the LGBTQ, we're going to be accepting pedophiles next. Let the dominoes fall. They could care less. All they want is no restrictions. All they want is pleasure and gluttony and desire and sin. And they know that if we, the older generations, tell them, no, that's not true. A man can't be a woman. A woman can't be a man. No, that's not natural. No, that's not why we were created. Yes, there is a Lord above. It's going to grow animosity between the two generations. Because they're being taught that that is true. And we say, no, it's not true. They look at us like we're ignorant, like we're closed-minded, like we're old-fashioned, like we're fuddy-duddies. And then they don't want to talk to us because they think we can't connect, we can't relate. That's what they're doing. They're teaching them the opposite of what we have been taught for millennia because they want to turn them against us. And that's exactly what the Chinese did in their cultural revolution. They used the young to get rid of the four olds. Look it up. It's crazy. That's what Hitler did when he created the Hitler Youth and made every person go into it, indoctrinating them and turning them against from their parents. And that's where that old video comes from where the teacher tells her students, your parents are dumber than you are. They are trying to empower them, but empower them in a way that separates them from the centrifuge of human history. They want to go a different way. They want to try this socialism, but the one that will really work. Well, it would be a first. And it's definitely not going to be with this milquetoast Biden. But anyway, that's all I've got to say today. I hope you guys have a wonderful week. As always, God bless you. Love you, Pachos Chachos. I'll see you next week.